And ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome once again to the Yoku Masaki Show. I am your host, the self-proclaimed cat ear extraordinaire. As always, my co-host Mark was with me tonight. Uh, today is the 19th of April, 2017. Uh, today uh, is a special episode. We're we're getting things prepped up because we're um, getting things ready for the um, uh, uh, Kalasakan um, and everything mm. like that. So um, I'm I'm just I'm in the moment of just um, you have to pardon me I have to take care of a few things in the case of it because um, um <laughs> I'm sorry people <laughs> my my mother is calling me and we're streaming live in this case right now I'm, I'm just I just <laughs> so um I'm, I'm gonna blab, take this I'll blab for a little bit I guess yeah yeah uh Mark why don't you why don't you take care of a little few things. Just take care of a few things. I'm going to take care of something my mother wants me to take okay. care of. It. Don't leave me very long. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? I feel like uh, Aaron when he had to do his, his whole thing all by himself when Dan was sick. Be like, it's so hard doing it by myself. I don't know what to talk about. I'm boring as hell. I just talk about nothing. That's basically me right now. So yeah, we were uh, experiencing a little bit of storms earlier. A couple of big heavy storms went through the area. I was kind of getting concerned that we might not have a, a podcast tonight because the uh, lightning was literally nonstop. It just kept going. So luckily enough, that was south of here where I'm at. So I'm still good with my power. And well, sounds like uh Raffany was there, you know, Yoko was still good with his power too, so I'm glad that we we're still able to do the podcast tonight. So uh, sorry about that folks. Uh this is what oh, happens. Thank God, I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you have a set up a podcast in your own home. I'm pretty sure a lot of people who've done podcasts in their own homes have to deal with the fact of it. And you end up having your mother <laughs> living with you in the spaces about that. So well, at least now at least everyone knows Mama Masaki is, is in the in the case of it, so that's so, um, but yeah, um, just to put things out there, um, before we get started on some of the topics and all that, I just want to remind people, ladies and gentlemen, that um, for those out there who've been following me since knowing about it, I will be at Colossicon this year. Me and Mark, of course, will be there um, uh, in the case of it. I don't know if he will be, if he'll be there all the weekend, but I will be there all the weekend. I'm going to try, I'm going to try to be there every day, even if I have to drive back and okay. forth. Okay, yeah, because I'm, I'm, like I said, I have to, uh, I just put in my, my case of it. I have, it's just the fact of, um, Colossicon is, like I said, Colossicon is doing this thing new now when it comes to um, trying to um, make you, um, uh, with the photographer end of it, the passes are a lot more expensive and it's just ridiculous. So I'm just, I, you know, it's just that case of it. So I have to deal with that. Um, but um, if anything, uh, if you guys, well, you know, want to see me and check everything out on that case of it, make sure you uh, check. Uh, make sure you uh, check out Kalasakan's website. Follow them on Twitter. They follow me on Twitter at a time to time too. So it, it's always uh, 
always a little thing about that. And a lot of people apparently are telling me I'm I'm um <clears throat> I uh am, am famous now because of the fact that uh, Jessica Negri is responsible for becoming the Classicon because of the fact that yeah. Well, my my one of my um you kept pushing it. You kept pushing it. I know. I know. I know. I know. Everybody's like, oh, well, I well, I was when I was playing Overwatch earlier this week. One of um my friends was telling me she's like you're famous now you know that right i'm like how she's like because you're the one who's responsible for jessica neary coming to colossicon i'm like i didn't even think i was i don't even think i you was might, you might have planted the seed though dude because you know how long ago was it that you got to see her and was like last year new york comic-con was last year so that was okay, so <laughs> a, year, a year to ruminate on it so yeah that's true planted the seed yeah i just i didn't expect that it would be just me i'm pretty sure there's a couple of the people who got involved in that case of it so um but uh but yeah just want to remind people on that case of it i am not booking for colossal shoots on this case of it however i may consider next year so if you are planning on coming next year and you want to want, shoot with me and you're a cosplayer yourself go make sure you contact so that he knows that he can do it yep make sure you contact go. me you can go to go to my website drymedia.com or you can send me an email you can check out my instagram and my twitter and my facebook to find out more on that case of it um, also, I want to give a personal shout out to my good friend Cubay the Third. His uh, podcast, uh, Altaku Midnight, uh, I was recently listening to. He's got a setup for his podcast, and I really want to get him on the show. He's one of the few people, uh, con friends that I've talked to for many times. He's the only person who really is convincing me to return to Ohio Con because of the fact that he, the last Ohio Con I went to, was the first time I actually met him. And uh, we do keep each each other in t in touch on Twitter time to time, and you know his his podcast uh, Otaku Midnight. Which if you have not done that, you should definitely go to his YouTube channel uh, and Google Otaku Midnight podcast. Check him out. T R I. Uh, tell him that Yoku sent you. He's one of my one of my good. He's one other good friend of mine that I don't talk to time to time, but he's one of the good ones out there that his podcasting I think has potential as well. In the case of it. Um, aside from uh, those uh, situations, let's get on today's topics. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I do have topics that um, <laughs> that will be discussed. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I have topics structure. to talk about. Yeah, we we do have structure somewhat, <laughs> somewhat. Um, yeah, the first topic, uh, and I want to thank some of my friends who brought in some of these situations for these topics as well. Uh, the first thing is, is we have to talk about game news uh first off a lot of people have been talking about this game in the case of it and I, i'm i haven't played the game but i have seen a lot of people talking in the case about it and i've seen a couple of my friends play about it and that is persona 5 a lot of people who know about the atlas game series have been saying big, big things about persona 5 the gaming changing is the same the animation is is great the fact that there's going to be a prequel series anime series as well since the success of persona 4 now i have not played persona 4 I have not played Persona 3. My last time of playing the Persona series was actually Persona 2. And the only reason why was because um, I believe the character's name was Junpei. He was um, one of the characters I was attached more to. That was the last time I actually have known of the Persona series. I had seen plays of Persona 3. I had played Persona 4 Arena, the fighting game inspired by the Persona 4 game itself. But I have not played Persona since Persona 2. But I have heard great things about it. I have seen the Persona 4 animation, which was really great too. And I'm looking forward to Persona 5's animation as well. Um, I, it's crazy this series has gotten as large as it is. Because 
I had not known anything about this series um, except um, I believe it was um, uh, Nocturne. I believe it was part of the Devil uh, Devil Make. Uh, I believe it's called the Devil Care Saga, something like that, from Atlas. And um, I've heard a lot of things about the game in the case of it. But I would like, but you know, I I, I don't know how much many people have known about the game in the case of it. I've seen only a few of the uh, play in the game of it, but it looks interesting so far. Uh, Sadly, I have never played Persona, and I really? know all my yeah. friends are like, you've never what? Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. But I, I've heard that the new one is very, very good. Yeah, I, I've heard the same thing too. Um, my friend Ukamen is one of the few people who I know has pre-ordered the, who has pre-ordered the game and purchased it himself and is playing it now. Um, I am... Honestly, like I said, it's it's an int- it's one of those games I'll probably test it out to see if it's any interest. But I have seen a lot of memes on the YouTube world about it as well, uh, which is interesting. But um, when it comes to uh, the gameplay, like I said, the last time I played one of the Persona games was Persona 2, which was the last one I, I played. But I have seen plays of the third game. Um, I have known of the existence of the fourth one through the animations and the um, the arena game, the fighting game arena. But uh, aside from that, I have not played any of the uh, official uh, games in themselves except up to Persona 2. So I'm looking to see if Persona 5 will be the one that will bring me back. Um, aside from that, um, you know, let me guys, let, if you've played the game yourself, let me know you guys what you guys think of the game. Let me know what you guys love or hate of the game. You'll probably hear this uh, in some cases in that. But, you know, you never know if, if it comes to the point I decide to play it or not. Um, another topic I want to bring up is one that actually uh, fits right up there in our, our uh, nerd, nerd situation. Uh, you know, uh, Tesla Studios... Um, probably, you probably heard the news about this from some of you who are listening right now, but what we've just known about it, I've known only a little bit about this, but from what I've known, uh, uh, information from articles that I've read and from one of my friends who've known about it, um, it's about the Tesla suit and the Tesla suit is from, of course, from the startup Tesla studios, um, which is a, um, a full body haptic feedback ensemble. And that gives you a, a full virtual reality, uh, experience in the game. And it's the yeah, next thing about it. Age right now. Yeah. Oh, it's got yeah. fucking climate control. <laughs> yeah, climate cli- climate and control. It's washable. Yes, it's what? washable. Tram. Uh, it's uh, haptic feedback devices. Uh, with on it. Uh, oh it is um the with there's two models that are in mind. The Pioneer, which is 16 individual points of feedback on the upper and lower body, or 30 depending on the type of campaign page that you're looking at. And then there's the second model, which is called the Prodigy, which has 52 discrete channels. And as again, it's diaprene two-piece interlaced with conductive thread that tricks the senses using um, neuromuscular electrical stimulation, which like basically means it's like a basic mild shocks upon the body in human speak and gives it like a low power app building devices that you like see in the commercials. And... Um, it completes the getup with a T-belt that contains the brains, Bluetooth, all radio, and a battery that will drive the suit up with up to four days of moderate use. And with the suit, it gives more of a tactical sensations uh, with different strengths and durations of impulse. It's pitched as being able to mimic anything from basic interruptions with objects in the virtual world to impacts of things such as bullets coming past you, explosions, stimuli, and uh, it's also planned to ship with 
the player software and pre-programmed simulation routines. It's like paintball games or beyond gamings or virtual meetings apps in the case of it. This is the next level of it. Um, I believe it's hoping to, from what they're saying, the Kickstarter, which is up now, is trying to reach up to three, $350 million, I believe. I could be wrong on that decimal. I'm horrible in math. Uh, within that much of it, or 250,000 million pounds uh, to make it the pseudo-reality uh, within these two models. But this is to change the experience in virtual reality along with the fact of uh, using within the fact of the Oculus Rift as well. So this seems very, 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 very interesting on the case of this it. Is, this because is this is the next level in what we're doing well, with virtual with VR work. And not only that, but they, they've integrated, I'm reading it now, they've integrated multiple platforms, streaming service, you name it, it comes basically plug and play. Mm-hmm. Like, holy I'm, crap. I'm actually very interested of how this is with the site, with the electronic shocks status of it, because... Right, right, I'm just like, that's going to feel so weird if you get, like, hit with the bomb and be like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the last, I, I remember... Um, and I'm pretty sure you remember this, Miss Mark. The, the it's crazy how we've come to far in technology with this type of technology since like early in our career. Because like like years ago, I'm pretty sure many people remember when the N64 came out. We had the Rumble Pack, which yeah, is to give yeah. you that experience in a control. And for those who are outdated from the younger generation who don't know what this is, I, I love to bring you a description <laughs> oh God, on that. there's people who don't know what that is? Yeah, oh. I'm pretty sure. It's weird that people don't know what that is. For those who don't know, when Nintendo <laughs> oh, created man. the Nintendo 64 console, they had this device called a Rumble Pack, which was basically a charge to starch uh, uh, accessory it's pack. It's built into all the controls nowadays. And yes, yeah, and when it was built... It, it basically, yeah, it basically... Something. But yeah, this was even before the the status of the PlayStation was even developed yeah. with the DualShock yeah. controllers. Yeah, the, but it it basically was released and had its uh its I don't know its premiere its its showcase with uh, Ocarina of Time. Yes, and basically one of the items that you get in Ocarina of Time was the Rumble Stone, and it looked exactly like the Rumble Pack. It's a lot like the new uh, Breath of the Wild, where the Sheikah Slate looks exactly like the Switch. They've done this for like several platforms. Mm -hmm. They've done this for years, mm -hmm. and so with the the Rumble Stone, the cool thing about it is that you could actually either have like actual. It, it would help you in some of the trials, but most of the time it was actually just a tertiary thing that it was it wasn't uh, vital for beating the game or anything like that. Like you can unlock hidden areas, treasure, you name it. You can dig different places, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's, it's starting to rumble. I, I can find it." So it was mm -hmm. kind of like their introduction to it, where it wasn't too important. But at the same time, they, they wanted to put it in on a, on a scale because literally you could go anywhere in the world of Ocarina of Time and find things with it. So like they, the scale of it, the, the, the breadth that they had was, but they didn't have to, you didn't have to have it in order to actually play the game, which was kind of nice. Mm -hmm. so. uh, but yeah, <laughs> it, it was the early advancement before then, and then of course later on down the line, other consoles would take that same uh, technology and use Nintendo it upon their controls. Nintendo does it time and again, man. I yeah, swear. The but Nintendo they did but it with the gyroscopic technology in the Wii. 
Yeah, and yeah. Everybody else they, took it before like, it took it. Yeah, because honestly, I, and as much as I'm a Sony boy, a lot of people know this. I am a Sony man. I am Sony by heart. I love everything Sony has developed on it. But, but even they were, but they were late. They were late in the game on this. The move innovators. never came out. Those are that the move. <laughs> the move was developed right after the Wii. The move didn't come out till years after the Wii came out. So I'm sorry, Nintendo was advanced with that. We it they're always innovators. on the cut. They this are is the thing that people complain about is they're like, oh well. It wasn't so good, but it's like, dude, it's the first of its kind. You can't, you can't bitch at them for being the first to develop something new, and then when everybody else gets it and learns from their mistakes in a quicker, you know, path, it's like you can't, you can't even compare the two. They're the nope. first that develop something outside of the box, and multiple times, and then they're just like, oh, well, it wasn't good. Most prototypes aren't. It's funny. Yeah, and and. This, and it looks like the Tesla suit is is basically taking uh, the Oculus Rift, you know, taking what they learned from that and incorporating more in it. In it, exactly. And that's the difference between the Tesla suit and most other prototypes devices that have been used with the Oculus Rift and the VR units. Exactly, is that they're learning from it, they're incorporating it. They're incorporating they're with it, it, and it's, it's not something of their own model, the case of it. It's more to add on within the case, because I'm pretty right, sure if this Tesla... Modeling, yeah. Yeah, and if this Tesla suit, if this Tesla suit actually... Uh, gets its full f funding and it becomes more advanced within most other devices and consoles and uses. Other companies will get in th and the benefit with the factors with that. They will be asking for this technology. I'm pretty yep. sure of it because, be like, widespread. yeah. Case case in point, Nintendo uh, PlayStation with the PlayStation VR has already ch has done that with some cases with their console. I'm guarantee you, Sony will contact them to see and get on board on this to add more for their functionality with the uh, their v with their PlayStation VR. That would be like a, a saint's in on that case of it. So I already can see that happening with the uh, the technology and the funding made from this suit, and that's why I'm I'm just looking at the fact I'm like I said that's the reason why I wanted to bring up up, up on this factor because we come so far. I've and from what I've observed over the years and technology has changed so much to give us more of that interactive experience to the close point we are of getting something as simpler as um, a virtual reality room area uh, that gives us the same experience as if we're there and we're close to getting that with technology like this incorporated in the, in the case of uh, coming forward in that in that sense of it and uh, and that's what I love about hearing stuff like this and that's why like I definitely wanted to bring this up in tonight in the tonight show was the fact that I wanted to show uh, you know the fact that we this is the type of technology that I'm just like I'm looking forward to seeing in the case of it it's gonna it's gonna be the new sport and hopefully hopefully it'll be the new determining factor for like competitions and things you know how everybody that, that trope of you know Hopefully, combat like this will help outcomes of you know nations and things like that. That way, we don't have to have as much war. Have this shit. Put the slap these on the soldiers and fucking have games and shit and win. <laughs> you know that that reminds me of um uh the Hunger the, Games that shit, but with the Hunger VR. Games and toys, the Robin Williams movie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what it reminds me of. I, for some reason, it reminds me because if, if if anybody remembers the movie with Robin Williams and LL Cool J in it, that was one of the general's plans was using uh, kids' video games excitement to pilot weapons, uh, we military weapons, and that's Gamer. the yeah, and, and more of the you gaming know. use of it. Yeah, 
But well, no, no, Gamer the movie. Yeah. Um, the, orig- the original movie Gamer back in the eighties. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. See, I'm thinking you're talking about the movie with Gerard Butler. No, this is no, the old one where it was okay. like they were literally, it they were literally, you know, piloting things that were happening in the real world, and they're like, oh shit. Oh, so you mean so? Oh, you're talking about war games? Yeah. With Matthew Broderick, I believe. They had yeah. a, a, they had one. Where it was it was called. Uh, was yeah, I thought that was the original one. Yeah, um, I think it was the movie. It was the '80s. Matthew Broderick was in it, I believe. Let me, let me double check here. Yeah, um, War Games, uh, 1983 American Cold War science film. Uh, stars Matthew Broderick, Dabney Coleman, John Wood, and Alan Sheedy. A supercomputer programmed to predict possible outcomes of nuclear war, uh, believing it to be computer, uh, believing and gets uh, the war operation plan response to run a nuclear war simulation, originally believing it to be a computer game, but the computer, tied to nuclear weapons control system, and unable to tell the difference between simulation and reality, attempts to start World War Three. Yeah, that's what it's, it sounds like. It. It's weird. I can't find anybody that's like, ooh... No, no, that's the movie. Because it's yeah. is he he taps into it was, but it the, was, the operation system. It was also system. a book, though, is what I thought it was, based off of the book. Um, like, the late 70s. I don't... I don't yeah, because they... Tra- I'm they, trying was, to look. I'm trying to look at it. Yeah, because they even made a sequel in 2008, which I didn't even know about. Mm-hmm. It was a sequel? Nobody knew about the sequel? <laughs> Oh, nobody is, nobody is, there's no, no famous people on that one, no wonder. Yeah, apparently in 2008 there was a sequel. But yeah, the original movie um, uh, was a box office hit. Uh, Matthew Broderick was in it. Um, but yeah, uh, Dabney Coleman is in it. Because um, the, the voice of the computer was also in the movie to Joshua, oh, I believe. Oh, there's it. another one called Stay Alive. Hmm. This one where if you died in the game, you died in real life. Um, let me see. But I was thinking about the one in the 80s. I think it was War Games. I'm pretty sure. Oh, the slasher film in 2006. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was that one that was similar to that, but the original that I was thinking of was the one in the 80s where they were, like, you know, playing different ones. Yeah, because uh, um, if I'm correct... Uh, Stay Alive had uh, what's his name in it? Uh, Frankie Muniz, yeah, and um, Adam Goldberg. Um, so that one was a horror movie, whereas in War Games is the one that you're probably more thinking of because it's more That's the fact that like, yeah, yeah, I have, I have but a, I have a yeah, thing I have. <laughs> no, no, but they both, but you know, it's just more of the fact of the um, war. Uh, but War Games is more connected to what we're what you're talking about in reality in the case of it when it comes that war games but toys in the movie toys was the same prototype situation the general um who was the antagonist in the movie he was able to train kids using their gaming instructions thinking they're playing video games but in reality yeah. they're piloting weapons yeah there it is yeah i'm looking at it that's definitely it yeah <laughs> see i was i said i only noticed because i watched the movie a couple months ago and I was like, I didn't even know L.O. Cool J was in the movie. I'm like, I know Robin Williams is in it. And I didn't know, but I didn't know he, uh, and then, you know, um, Joan Cusack is in it too. And I'm like, it's weird. Her role in that movie is so weird because she plays a toy 
technically in that movie, spoiler alert, but at the <laughs> same time, she plays a toy in Toy Story. Oh, man. So it's like, it's weird. It's yeah. really weird. But I and understand. It definitely, it definitely echoes with, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with a lot of the Overwatch characters' backstories, yeah. Um, pretty much, yes. Yes. So it's like, it's just like D.Va, where they, tell you, they take the StarCraft, you know, champions and, and put them in the mechs. Which is kind of funny because they did mention that in her story arc that she was playing, she was a StarCraft player. Yeah, she was so the, the world champion. Champion, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Blizzard, of course, is going to run with that. Be like, yeah, we're going to take one of our games and put that into the mix of things. So, yeah. But, um, but yeah, uh, that that same technology in that same case of it could be the next th- thing when it, with this Tesla yeah, shit. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping because it's definitely going to be not only interesting on the, uh, you know, the... the the shallow layer of it were, you know, for entertainment purposes, but definitely for training and things like that too, because that way you can actually experience it without having yourself in danger when you are essentially training and things like that. And I think that's actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, also, one side note: going to give a shout out to Hollow Feast and Colby Plays for joining in. Thank you, Castile feels who might be a future guest on the show thank you for hosting on this show as well on the live stream if you are not watching if you are watching us live on a live stream feel free to just bring yourself into our discussions while we're talking about all this random stuff pop up in the channel if you want to discuss on that otherwise if you're watching this and you're listening to the pre-recording on this as well make sure you stay tuned every time we're going to be on live and Talking about this case in, uh, for yeah. the um, for the show, you'll have uh, there will be many opportunities <laughs> that you will have a chance to discuss on the show, to discuss in the yeah. channel and all that, and let your friends know in that case of it. So don't yeah, worry in that case of it. About something, pop onto his page. Yeah, I'm. I, I I have to um on a side note, I I have to um bask a little bit in this this little bit of this happiness because um I recently downloaded a podcasting app. Uh, just because the fact that I, I still listen to other people's podcasts at the time of it, and it's just it, it's bizarre that I see mine in a long list along with other people's podcasts, and I'm just like I'm finally getting something that I wanted to do for a long time with this discussion here here, and I'm like I'm right here with uh um I believe you know, and I'm like I'm looking at um from everyone's from uh uh Kevin Smith's to uh, Jenna Marbles to Grace Hilbig and uh, Shane Dawson's and uh, the completionist Gerard, uh, you know, to oh, yeah. yeah, to you know. So I'm just like it blows my mind on some cases about that. So thank get, you, get, getting up there, man, getting yeah, up there. I know, but thank you for everybody oh, out there and that. Little people, yep, yep, for <laughs> little people. I'm I'm hoping things will get better when it starts growing in the case of it. But it's all up to you guys on that case of it. If you have not subscribed yet, make sure you subscribe. It's, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, anywhere you can just Google in, just type in the Yoku Masaki Show. You'll definitely see us on there. We are out there now. Um, with that being st- with that being stated, let's go on to the next topic. Um, one of my friends wanted to bring up about uh, Near Automata, which is the se- which is technically uh, a sequel from Square Enix of a game called Near, but it's n- it's not a continuation. It's more of a, uh, a, a an open world game in the case of it. Now I played the demo for this game actually, so I have a little bit of experience of knowledge in this game. The controlling the controls are a little bit different from most games that I've known about, but it's definitely Square Enix something that and then manner um the one thing that i really like 
is um, the fact that they have this feature in the game that you could actually punch the Platinum CEOs and Square <laughs> Enix executives in a DLC. <laughs> this is an actual DLC that you can actually get. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy on that case of it. Now, well, that's the reason why I wanted to bring this up, really, the reason why the game of the fact is because of that. But the game is, is not bad. It's just um, a lot of tactical. A lot of tactical for the open range on that. But if you're so... Yeah, if you're, I, have, I haven't touched it, so yeah. I, w I don't know anything about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe, uh, like I said, it's, it's a, but it's way um, advanced compared to the, the original Nier game. So if you played the near game, don't expect it to have that same feel in the case of it. But just know that it's from the same developing team on that case of it. It follows the same. But I think the reason why it's um, uh, in that same range is because probably because of the same development team. Um, but uh, it's a, it's way advanced compared to the original near game. Now, the original near game didn't really catch much of my eye, but it was a lot advanced compared to most of the games that Square Enix had done for PlayStation. And I believe the PlayStation 3 that the game came out on originally. And I, I only knew a little bit about it because some of the characters were just very bizarre for me. Um, and the story was very interesting. Um, this game is a little bit different in that case of it, but it's still worth the, it's still worth the checkout right up there with Persona 5. Um, I honestly, um, only reason why I have not in advance in the purchase of that is the case of it is it's more of a rental for me. The most certain games that I would, plan on getting would be more rental wise for me and less on the game of it because a lot of people don't know i'm i'm very i'm a very picky out. yeah i'm a very picky gamer very very picky gamer rather spend six or eight bucks just to try you know try it out for a little bit then uh yeah yeah but it but it's worth but it's yeah but it's yeah but it's worth the rental it is worth the rental if you're willing to invest in it for like a week or so in some cases in the case of, of that but the story arcs the design work the graphics is beautiful the controls are a little bit different but uh, it, it is worth it on some cases about that. But it, it's but not as big as the hype as Persona Five. Honestly, <laughs> I honestly yeah. can understand why Persona Five is hype of it because, like I said, I, I I've known of Persona since Persona Two, and that game's hype of it. I'm just surprised it's like still continuing on to this day with that in, in the, some cases a point of it. Um, so, you know, with that being say, said of, uh, you know, with the Persona 5, I hope they do a Persona 5 Arena, though. I did like Persona 4 Arena. That was really a, a game that was very nice to get myself back into the world of Persona into, um, and just from a different advance. Um, and I put that up there with, of course, Blaze Blue and, and um, uh, Guilty Gear. Um, which I, I think I've played a lot. For those who followed me on stream know I've played Guilty Gear for a while. Um, uh, you know, the I last Guilty Gear. Recently. Yeah, I dabbled a little yeah. bit in it. It's more of my um, my brother's uh, territory in some cases because he's a, he's a big Guilty Gear fan in some cases about that. But he's also a big SNK fan too, um, which I want to get into next on that case of Igaro Mark of the Wolves. I really... I'm looking to see if I can if I should purchase that game because I've I've not played that game since I've played the meme, uh, the main version of the game, which is the digital hack of the emulator of it. Um, so it's been years since I played that, but I've just I've just found out the fact that that game has been re-released now for the PlayStation Network, so I'm gonna have to see and look into getting that as well. Um, but um, aside from that, um, you know. I, not too much in detail I can talk about um, some cases in Zanir Amalta unless you're familiar with the game. Um, 
with that being stated, though, they, I, like I said, it's on all consoles. I'm pretty sure they have it also on Steam as well as on PS4 for Nier Automata. Um, but with that being aside from that, um, uh, you know that uh, it's the, the hype on that game just died. Uh, I think mostly when the the demo came out for the game of it. Um, and I, like I said, I, I got a chance to play the demo uh, in some cases about it. Um, also, another topic I wanted to bring up, changing on to that subject, is um, uh, a, a few stuff that uh, shows that I recently found out. I let people know this, but most of the time, when I'm not gaming on the case of it, I'm too much crept on Netflix, as most people probably are. Um, and recently, I, I've been on this entire binge of the real Ghostbusters uh, now being completely on Netflix. They have the entire series on Netflix. Was that uh, the, the cartoon animated yeah, one? Yeah, the animated cartoon oh, from the early eight, early 80s. I've seen that in, uh, they oh, have it's got to be 15 years. Yeah, yeah. That's, I am so shocked that the entire series is on Netflix now. It's the second series, next, uh, my, my, next retro series that I've been watching since uh, Jim and the Holograms, which, yes, ladies and gentlemen, I, I have... I do watch the Gem and the Holograms animated series, so, but, um, I've been, been watching that for recently, because I have not seen, um, this, an the, the, uh, Ghostbusters anime series since then, um, because I tried watching on, uh, Sony's, uh, app, the Crackle app, which is a terrible app, by the way, for those out there who have not used that thing, I, um, it's, uh, it's ridiculous, I, I've, they really need to change to fix things on that app seriously there's so much potential they could have put on that app that just it's terrible so thank god netflix took it uh, uh that show and brought it on there um uh but um but you know i've been binge watching on that but for some weird reason i have been watching a lot of bollywood very nice I haven't I haven't touched that in a long time. Oh man, there's good, these good there's stuff. this I'll, I'll, Mark. There's two movies in particular that I watched recently, and mm -hmm. um, the two movies are called. One of them is called Krish, I believe it's called, mm -hmm. which is K R R I S H, and it's mm -hmm. about this guy who is uh, who lived in the wilderness, who was raised in the wild as a circus performer, but becomes a masked superhero. With this DNA in his body, his father was a scientist, and he's uh, a DNA. So his DNA uh, allows him to become this mass superhero. And the way he looks, he looks like a mix between a um, a, a rock mus a rock musician okay. and um, uh, one of the mystery men. That's what he looks like. Oh. <laughs> That's what he, he oh, looks man. like. He doesn't. He's not wearing tight. And the thing is, is his outfit is not like this tight super suit. It's like literally black leather, black on black on black, with like a giant trench coat, and his mask is like all this jaggedness. But oh, that's cool. But the queer thing is, is that in the movie, uh, there's two things about the movie that really stuck out for me on this on this movie in particular. Mm -hmm. um, first off, he plays the guy, the actor who plays the character, the the main character, also mm -hmm. plays the father in makeup. Oh, nice! I've seen and I've seen a lot of Bollywood movies do that, where there's in the main characters are playing what one but two parts. Uh, another movie I'll bring up that about two in a minute, which is similar to that, which was really weird for me. Um, that movie, but Krish was one of them. I I saw they had uh, Krish one and Krish Krish three, 
uh, on Netflix. Both of those movies have the guy playing uh, the father and the son. And, you know, he's the young son. He's got the long black hair, uh, big chin, muscle-bound, you know. And then, um, like most Bollywood movies, for people who have never seen a Bollywood movie, uh, it could go really, really serious. But if it comes to some point when it comes to romance, they they were willing to stop the entire movie story arc just to focus on that part of the romance to turn yeah. the whole film into a freaking music video. <laughs> They'll do that. They'll do that every time. Like when it comes to romance, they're gonna just automatically stop everything and do a music video. Like everyone in the entire cast and crew would probably in it, and they do that every time in, in the movies. I'm like, okay, I, I understand you're trying to express your love for this girl, but you know you have a story to go finish in this movie. Why are yeah, you stopping like, right it's now? Like Scott, it's like Scott Pilgrim because they definitely took a lot of that. <laughs> Especially with the first X, yes, oh, yeah, yes, X, yes, yes, with the first X too. I'm like, okay, why are you doing this? Stop singing, stop singing because and dancing and coordinate dancing and get back to the story. <laughs> we don't need to know how much you care about this girl and this guy. We don't need to know all of that story. That literally happened in the movie. Um, the third movie I watched of Chris, the third Chris 3, because, um, like I said, I watched three movies. It was Krish 1 and Krish 3. Krish 3, um, the story arc basically was about this guy who is finds out he's a, a, a psychic who's paralyzed. And he's, like, killing people. But then he creates these superhuman beings. And one of, and he's taking animal parts to turn him into these super meta-human creatures. And Dude, one that of, sounds almost exactly like JoJo's Bizarre... Like, I've, I've just recently got caught up to the second season. I finished the second season. It's ridiculous. Mm. It's so weird. Jeez. Yeah. But um but yeah, um one of the characters is this girl who is supposed to be like her the the, the villain's uh, assistant. And she has I guess like this jellyfish type of power of a chameleon type of DNA in her body like a human okay. that she's able to shapeshift into other people. So oh. within the story arc, she shapeshifts into the main character's girlfriend. And the weird thing is the main character's girlfriend is a famous actress, um, Piara Chopra, I believe her name is pronounced, who, you know, she's been doing a lot of American films, but a lot of people know her from the TV show on ABC called Quantico, okay. um, Indian actress. Uh, she's actually, I believe she's also supposed to be the antagonist in the uh, Baywatch movie with Dwayne Johnson and Zac Efron. But she's been doing a lot of American films. She actually is in those movies as, as the love interest in the movies. But um, in the movie, but in the third, but in Cliche Three, the villain, uh, his assistant, who's a shapeshifter, she shapeshifts into Cliche's uh, the superhero's uh, girlfriend, and she ends up falling in love with the guy in real oh, life. God. I'm like, this is exactly a plot from an anime. And of course, yeah. in the movie, yeah. like uh, the first thing that happened is like when it gets to the climax part, she starts helping the hero. She's like, "I'll help you take you to the villains, villain." And the villain's like, "I knew you were gonna take him to me, and I, I, I knew this all along. I had his powers." And he's, he ends up killing her. I'm like, I I see this happening in an anime. For some <laughs> reason, they could turn this movie into an anime. It's yeah. so bizarre. Yeah. Um, a so, bizarre adventure, you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's so weird when I saw that, um, when I see the movie and all the case of it, um, the whole story arc. Um, 
it's like something superhuman and everything. It's like something out of it. Um, but in the but the weird part was is in the third movie in Christ in Christ three um, when he is um, there's one scene where he's working in a restaurant I guess he uh, comes into a finds a surprise party at his girlfriend's place. Uh, and they throw this big surprise party, and all of a sudden, he just starts having this music video. All these dudes are coming out of nowhere, coordinate dancing, talking about her, this girl, and he's like, spotlights and everything, and a band behind him. I'm like, how did this all just happen? When did this turn into a music video? And this doesn't happen just once. It happens three times, because the second and third time, the second time uh, it happens, this music video, they're automatically in this debt. It's with the, um, the alien girl, who ends up in love with the hero, and and then next thing you know, she's in love with him. So oh, they ends up having a music video for her, and she ends oh, up having this scene where she's in this elegant exotic outfit, and he's in like a a a, a, a ripped open shirt with his pecs out, and they're singing together in this abandoned desert, singing all this stuff, singing in their language and stuff, and I'm just like, and it's all hallucination. May I add you? So I'm just like, why is this going on? What? What? This is. It went from her just staring at a statue of him to all of a sudden just hallucinating that she's in this music video world with this guy. So it's crazy that. Um. And then another thing which was weird was is um little deformed things about it. I don't know if this, but the actor, his. I believe the actor has a condition where he has a deformed thumb. Okay. It's weird because, uh, um, the the uh, I I thought it was just my something with my head, playing in my eye sight when I watched it yeah. until I saw certain angles in the camera, and basically what it is it's like his right arm, his right hand has two thumbs literally yeah. in one finger. Yep, like an one ingrown extra thumb. Has that. Yeah, yeah. He my, has a, my friend actually has that. It's like two thumbs together, like put together in one thumb, and I'm like, it was the creepiest thing. Yeah. I, I, it, I couldn't stop staring at it, Mark. That's yeah. how no, weird it was. You don't see it very often. Yeah. That's so the thing is that, you know, unless you have friends or you know but, people you encounter on a daily basis, it's not. He's gonna be like, wait, what? Yeah, um, I believe the the condition uh, preaxial polydactyly, dactyly. Yep. I believe that's what it is. It's basically yeah, polydactyl. Uh, yeah, polydactyl, which is basically um, two thumbs in one hand. The muscles, tendons, the blood vessels are divided with each form of it, and they might be separated or fused together. But yeah, he, he apparently this the the actor has that condition because it was literally on the stomach, and I just could not stare at it. I've never heard of this condition before until I had to research about it. Um, then the third the start the third movie I watched, which was completely different, it was a movie called Robot, and it was about this Bollywood this actor, who, uh, the scientist, and he creates a robot to look more lifelike. And apparently the actor who's playing the scientist also plays the robot, but you can obviously tell that because yeah. he's wearing fake facial hair, trying to look old and looking different. But um, the uh, the actor who plays the robot um, and the uh, the uh, the way they made him look, right, try to make him look like a Bollywood Terminator with sunglasses and everything, <laughs> leather jacket and such. Um, but then the story arc, how they had the story arc um, was uh, apparently in the story... 
the robot starts having more personality because of this, uh, his scientist co-workers started implanting more personality into the robot. The robot falls in love with the scientist's girlfriend. Yeah. He ends up rivaling it. Then the scientist realizes the robot has been doing stuff, deeds behind his back. So then he destroys the robot. The robot wants to revenge against him. So then he ends up uh, uh, being replicated by a rival scientist who wants to use the technology for his own. The, and then the scientist ends up getting killed by that robot himself when he's resurrected. And he kidnaps the girlfriend for his own slavery um, and creates duplicate versions of himself. And... <laughs> Oh the, and the scientist, and this is when I realized I was right about the actor playing both the scientist and the robot. The scientist's idea to save his girlfriend is to pretend to be a duplicate of that robot. And they have this entire montage where it obviously is supposed to look like they're shaving his face and dyeing his hair to look like the robot and dress like the robot. And I'm like, you can obviously see it's the actor who's playing it. Why are you doing this? So... Uh, then it comes to the point where the military are supposed to be attacking this robot and they end up using this duplicate the duplicates and these duplicates are like um you know like those Roblox and stuff like that like when like these little figurines that like have magnets on their feet and hands and they like connect together and like you make all these weird structures with these yeah yeah similar to like that they had CGI where literally it looked like that it was basically like the uh, CGI where all the duplicates including the main robot was shaped as these things like a giant ball or a, a, um, a, a, a giant pillar and then there's one woman it, it's like a giant snake it transformed into a giant snake like literally a giant snake made out of little robot bodies of this guy like it wasn't even half trying the CGI was so horrible and it was like the robot was uh, the, 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 the snake was grabbing a helicopter and stuff like that and you can literally look the thing looks like it's a giant robot dudes trying to form together to look like a snake and it's terrible it's so wow. terrible that's awful it's so awful it's good yeah and then and then here's the weird here's the funny part just like in the movies those Chris, the movie Christian Chris 3 in robot they have montages music videos just like it there's a montage. The professor is all of a sudden, he's having a music video. He's in this sand desert with his girlfriend. His girlfriend's wearing this exotic white dress-looking outfit, you know, dancing and singing and everything. And he's got his shirt out, pecs open. And he's doing, And this dude looks like he's like 80, 90 years old, so he doesn't even have any muscle <laughs> on his chest. Roshi. Yeah, and he's like old. He's literally look older than the girl. The girlfriend looks twice younger than him. They don't even look like they're the same age. The guy, the, old, the dude looks old. The actor looks so old, and he's like got a guitar, like he's trying to play the guitar, singing the songs. I'm like, this is terrible. And then when the robot starts having fantasies of him with the girl, the scientist's yeah. girlfriend, he started having music videos. And then there's weird these videos where oh no, it's contagious. Yeah, so it's the video videos of his his uh scene, his genetic scenes of his music videos. Like he's with her, and she's wearing this crazy contraptions on her body looking like like she's from ghost in the shell herself or something like she's yeah. like a body suits and metal pieces on her body and stuff like that and they're coordinating robot dances and you know there's like the background dancers are all giant silver robots looking people like oh, they look cool. like they look like cybermen from <laughs> doctor oh, who geez. they look yeah. like cybermen from doctor who they're doing the robot and all this stuff and while they're doing all that 
he, uh, you know, they have like three different areas that's like that. The first one is like everybody's in silver. And then the second one is everyone's in gold. And then she ends up, her, and then in the third video, you know, they're wearing outfits that match with the, you know, the scenery and stuff like that. Because it's like gold and silver backgrounds. The third one is like they're in this super secret base. He's wearing black like a leather outfit with gold trimming on it. And she's wearing this suit that, honestly, Mark, if you've seen it, you would have sworn she was dressed like Wonder Woman. Her That's outfit true. looks like a knockoff Wonder Woman costume. It's so fucking hilarious. And she's dancing and singing. And then they have one scene of the film on the song where she's rapping in English. And it's so fucking bad. I'm just <laughs> like, you can tell they had some English singer or rapper write the song for her because she's just so horrible. Mm-hmm. And like, but the way her outfit was is like something like, it, honestly, she looked like a superhero. She looked like Wonder Woman, an outfit, a Wonder Woman knockoff outfit she was wearing. And, you know, and all the robots are dancing with them. And like I said, it just cuts to these random parts in the movie. And I'm just like, why is this happening? Is this every Bollywood movie is like this? All of a sudden, oh, I'm with my girlfriend. I just want to tell you how much I love you by doing a random music video. And everybody's just coordinating and stuff like that. It's because everybody's got such a <laughs> short attention span now that they, they got to spice it up and be like, look, it's unpredictable. I'm like, just... What's going to happen next? You don't know. Jeez. What's so it's crazy? Like, have, have you seen JoJo's Bizarre Adventure yet? Of course. Of oh, course. I, didn't, I didn't know. I've, yeah, I've, yeah. Been, I've, I've been late to the party. So. Yeah, I've, I've known of JoJo oh, since God. the games. The games and the yeah. manga interest yeah. on the case no, of it. So... I got to the end of the second season. Oh my god. <laughs> I had so many moments where I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I, um, I, I don't want to do spoilers, but the, the one, uh, you know, where uh, the one shit, how do I say this without spoiling it? When when they were at the place that had the crystals growing out of the ground, mm-hmm. and the main bad guy was was guitaring her leg yeah <laughs> the thing is, is i'm like it was so out of character i'm like Wait, here, here's what? the thing i i've i tried to make a drinking game out of the episodes with joseph joestar in him when he says oh no and oh my god and holy shit <laughs> every time he says that you take a drink you can make a drinking game out of that mark yeah, oh or, or no! Said, wait, whenever he said wait, what when he it? says oh uh, no or Caesar, oh my god, Caesar, yeah. Caesar, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> or oh my god, or yeah, holy I've, I've shit! Dubbed, I've been watching the dubbed version. I, so I, I, I no, you you need I to watch watch the Japanese version. It's better. It's hilarious. Uh, my boy, um. Uh, my boy uh, uh, Richie Branson made a song out of it. The fact that he put that clip in the song <laughs> makes it even more hilarious. Oh no! I'm like, you actually know about that joke? But he's like, I had to put it in the song. I was like, it's so random in the song too, but it makes so much sense. But if you watch the Japanese version, it's even more hilarious on that oh, case. Oh yeah, of no, it. I saw a. Uh, it was a compilation of all the the English that was mm-hmm. in it, and it was so. And, but every, but it's like that on the whole show. It's so funny on that. And yeah. then like, I, I, 
uh, one time my uh, my brother was he he was uh, sucking on a on a lemon head. He starts pulling the tongue moves like Joseph did. <laughs> so, I, have, I, I, I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten there yet. Like um, I said, I'm only up to the uh, second season. Okay, but no, but yeah, it, most but of the people I know at home. What you're talking about. Yeah, most of the people at home probably I'm talking about too. But it's just so funny. Um, but yeah, I have. Um, it, it, my brother got me into watching JoJo because he was a fan of the games that came out yeah. in in Japan because we used to play the emulator games. And then he read the manga. He got me into the manga because um, he was listen. He was watching that and. Um, uh, uh, I believe um, uh, Ronin Warriors, which is mm-hmm. a, a, a American terminology of the anime of the animation, I believe Classic. it is. Classic. And 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 um, so he started watching that. He likes most of his anime. He likes mythology backgrounds within that. So that's why he mm-hmm. some oh, of the yeah. stuff in it. So no, JoJo's that's, right that's up there. Reason, yeah, I was just gonna say that's that's part of the reason why I love that because they like to intersperse uh, history in it. As, mm-hmm. as well as making their own mythology, and it's just like, oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And their twists, their twists and turns, just it, it keeps you on your toes. There's no filler like in Dragon Ball Z, and it's it it keeps moving. It is fast. Yep, yep. Like honestly, the the first season's only nine episodes. Like mm-hmm. shit. Like it moves, it moves really fucking really, fast. Really, really quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. Indeed. So if you if you're dreading, you know, like a Dragon Ball Z moment in there, it never comes because they don't, they don't stop, for the exception of actually like filling the filling the people in, you know, filling the the audience in on things or explaining things. But that's interspersed throughout it, so it doesn't seem like it's just like this. Oh, I've got to wait until I power up or do whatever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really crazy. Oh, God, uh, but yeah. so, I'm so hooked on it right now. Oh, no. I'm going to probably watch it whenever we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting to the third season with Jotaro. Oh, yeah, I get you. But, yeah, um, but um, when it comes to, um, uh, like, anime like that, in, in some cases of yeah. it, uh, it, it's it's right up there. But, um, uh, geez. Because I, I I had no idea what to expect from it, and it really surprised me in the best way. A lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that did that for me in some cases too. Like, um, because you uh, got this conception about it before going going into it, especially if you've seen bits and pieces like I have of it. Like, I had no idea that it's broken into you know four or five you know actual giant sections where you know a giant gap of time has happened, and I like that they have that. Because a lot of times it's like, oh, three seasons later, it's only like two days later, and it's like with this, it's like, well, shit, <laughs> fifty years here, fifty years there, hey, that's nothing. <laughs> so, but yeah, what what were you gonna say about about Rona Warriors? Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, oh, yeah, no, but um, no, I wasn't saying about um, uh, what's it called, or Ronin Warriors. It was more on the fact yeah. of um, um, uh, anime in general. There's been anime that has done that to me in general. Um, oh um, yeah, that has happened before. Like um, to go completely left field, um, Oran Host Club. 
Social Club. I still haven't I still haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, I that one took me aback because um a couple of my friends are like, no, no, you need to watch it. I'm like, what this girly shit about boys in this club flirting with girls? I don't. What do I want to see this girly shit? And they're like, no, 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 you need to watch it. And <laughs> I watched it on Netflix and I just could not stop laughing. It shocked the hell out of me. I'm like, how is this just makes you think it's one thing and it's completely not that? So it took me aback for a lot on that. But like I said, there's been a few anime that's done that for me. Um, uh, the only anime that didn't, that honestly, like the only anime that I've considered my favorite that didn't get, that I wasn't getting into, that someone had to introduce me to was is actually Tenshi. That's the only one that I can honestly yeah. say because it took my brother to get me into Tenshi just like I got him in the Dragon Ball Z. But <laughs> it's, it's, even though he'll, he'll, he'll never admit to it. Um, but in the case of, uh, you know, um, when it comes to certain shows like JoJo and Fist of the North Star and yeah. and Hunter x Hunter, which I'm just getting into now, um, uh, you know, stuff like that is surprising in the case of it. It, it is. Um, so, but yeah, it's just, it throws it, throws it off in other ways. That it, and these Bollywood movies, like, I've never seen a Bollywood movie until I watched those three films. And I was just like... If this is like that with every movie, I'm wondering if they ever done anything really, really heavy, dramatic, and then they have a music video in between, let's just like it. Because oh, oh, these yes. movies were super, these were both sci-fi films. These were both yeah. no, more they, they middle, middle serious ones with music in it. My, uh, my mom and my sister actually watched a, a bunch of them uh, quite some time ago. And so, you uh, know, I would peek in every once in a while. But, yeah, no, they actually do incorporate it as much as they can in the music and everything that because that's that's a big part of their entertainment and culture and everything okay because see i i always wondered that i'm i'm new for those ladies and gentlemen who don't know yeah. i'm new to this bollywood thing because i i've only heard of it from outside in, in the parodies but i've never yeah. known if it was you know an actual uh like if it was all like that with if it's the same material like that with a lot of films because not even uh, Japanese and Korean films that I've watched are like that. I've not even yeah. seen Japan and uncommon films. And you know, there are certain films from those certain countries and nationalities, and 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 uh, that you know, that it's based on those certain perspective things. Yeah, they fall they fall into their own tropes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just like yeah, you know, I I uh, as I said, it 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 got my attention in the case of it, but at the same time, it's just, it shocks me on that, so, to knowing about that case of it. Yeah. So. Yeah, with, with Bollywood, it's, it, it doesn't always have to, but they do it a lot with it. Okay. One of those where it's not every single thing has to be that, but they do very much enjoy it, and that's what they like to do when incorporating music into it. Okay. Cause see, I've I've said, like I said, it, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's just really strange, in the case of it. And I only saw it from one perspective of a genre, from the mm-hmm. their films of it. With those three films in particular, because like I said, they're basically super. They're not, they're science fiction mediocre, not like mm-hmm. heavy heavy humor and more drama. So they were just yeah. right in the middle. So I don't know if they ever have if it's ever like that with them. Because I've um, I watched a Spanish film. I forgot mm-hmm. the name of it, um, and it was a movie. It was basically a movie about short stories that dealt with love. And this was something yeah. that was normal, but it was just the fact of I hadn't seen 
I hadn't watched a Spanish film in a long time because, uh, uh, you know, um, and it was basically like the story. It was basically all stories that was released on love. It was a movie, but it was a movie of five, six short stories dealing with love, romance and cheat and infidelity and, and stuff like that. Like there was one story about this guy who is a bad gambler who ended up made a bet with his friend who gambled. He lost the gamble and the, and the wager was if he lost the, the gamble he would lose his wife to his friend and so his wife and his friend his wife and his maid saw if they switch places then he would um he can keep his wife and they won't he won't notice but instead when they switch places the guy ends up tricking him and saying he'll take his maid instead which is what his maid is actually his wife disguised as a maid so and then there's another story of this girl who is trying to find love and she ends up uh realizing that most of the guys she slept with in her class um, they can't put out because she wants to lose her virginity with someone special she ends up losing her virginity and then at the end she ends up losing her virginity to uh, an older gentleman who actually is married and didn't tell her and she ends up getting attacked by her his his wife um, then there's another story where this girl and this guy are uh, dating and she thinks he's cheating on her uh yeah. Uh, with uh, her best friend, but in reality he's not uh, not, and she uh, assume he assumes that she cheated on him with his cousin, but his cousin <laughs> is gay. It's really crazy. It's wow. crazy because what's funny is it starts out they end up having sex, and they wake up. She goes to the bathroom. He talks to her friend on the phone, and she's like, "He must be cheating on her behind my back. He must be cheating on me behind my back. I bet you that." So she ends up, you know, talking to her cousin, and her cousin's like, "Is does he does he do anything weird and stuff while I'm gone?" He's like, and then he talks, and then his her boyfriend comes in there. He's like, "I had to go with your cousin because she was drunk one time and she tried to make out with me, but I didn't make a move on her." And they show a clip of her drunk, taking off her clothes, stripping naked, trying to kiss him, and he's trying to get her in bed, and he's like, and she's like, "I knew you cheated on me." And she's like. That's why I told you, that's why I was going to tell you that I cheated on you behind your back because I knew you would cheat on me. And then they show a clip of her flirting with his cousin and taking him into another room. And he's, and then he ends up, what happens is, is her friend comes over with the phone and takes a video camera and she gives him a ring that he is supposed to propose to her because that's what it turns out it happens. Yeah. He was trying to get it set up so he could propose to her for a marriage. Oh, and she's like, oh, oh, I didn't know that was happened. See, I just lied to you. I didn't actually have sex with him. I was making it up. It was a lie. And he's like, well, I don't know now because you cheated on me. I'm the one who didn't do wrong. You're the one who cheated on me. So then they start arguing all the way out to there in the park. And the girl, her friend is still recording. And she's like, he's like, give me the ring back because I'm not going to marry somebody who cheated on me with my, my, my cousin. And she's like, I didn't cheat on you. I told you I lied to you because I w thought you had cheated on me, and her co his cousin comes over with his sex partner, and he's like, um, yeah, uh, this is my boyfriend. Um, we're actually gay, and he's like, oh, so you did cheat on her, and then everybody's just like happy after that. I'm just like, that's yeah. so fucking hilarious. Everybody's doing this whole runaround, <laughs> and then there, like this one is there was this weird story where all these like. 60, 70 year old people are dressed like children. I don't know if they do this in Spain, Spain or something like that. It's these 
these it's a group of kids. They're supposed to be dressed as kids, and they're obviously supposed to be kids. And they're trying to learn about sex ed, and they end okay. up learning about sex ed by having sex with each other. Oh Jesus! And they're literally wow. showing them have sex with each other. Oh my God. There's literally, there was this one guy who's dressed like a kid who's supposed to be dressed like a clown, and he's having okay. sex with one of the school's girls. Oh, Jesus. And, uh, and again, Mark, these so-called actors who are playing kids look like they're in their 50s and 60s, like they're old people. <laughs> and it's really grotesque. Uh, it's one of the weirdest videos ever I saw. I'm just like, uh, if, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, name of the show, of the movie, let me know. But that was one of the weirdest stories. Um, but yeah, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, that was really, really weird. Um, I but th- th- it was it was what it was that movie. There was it wasn't anything like the Bollywood where it's like you know yeah. all of a sudden like there's a story, there's a story. Up, oh, we have a romance with these people. Let's move it into a music video. Coordinated dances, same music. The pantomiming of the voices with their music and their lyrics don't even go together. You yeah, know the, the fact that yeah, the bad. voiceovers and dubbing and stuff—they're not even in the same accent. They're doing coordinating straight choreography, dancing, all this stuff. Tons of people, like 400, 500 people, are dancing with these with uh, each other. None of these people know each other. The band is hidden in the midst of this. So I'm like, uh, I'm just like, what the heck is going on? It's just like if you if you want your ADD to explode, go ahead, watch it. <laughs> yeah. But um, I um, but yeah, it's that is I'm uh, crazy you know, shit. Exactly. Um, but uh, when it comes to uh, you know um, it's uh, the fact of you know, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's interesting on the case that, of it. That's, yeah, it's engaging. That's why it was. But how much? How long have your your sisters? How long have your 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 family known about those movies? The, the, what what oh, got them into them? Oh shit! Let me think. I think. Well, we've we've always been, you know, history buffs and things like that for most of our lives. So, we always tend to reach out internationally to different things that we like or are interested in. I think the one thing was, I think one of her friends had stumbled onto Bollywood and then showed her. And so that she she actually got back in she she actually got into it, and it's been oh it's been at least ten years, yeah it's okay. been over ten years. Uh, hold on, let me let me look at something real quick. Do you remember when Star Fox Adventures came out? Came out. Oh God, I can't think about Star Fox Adventures without thinking about John Tron's <laughs> video review of it. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> none of that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, I was I was playing that game and I was being interrupted by them having to watch their fucking Bollywood movies. I'm like, like damn it. I'm like you So so like let in the background play, let so, me play my game. <laughs> so it's like in the background you're just like this do a bear roll. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, God like damn it. <laughs> It's been like 15 years. Jesus! Oh no, I I know you know, I was playing out on the living room TV, and that's where they had to watch it. I'm like, can't you watch it elsewhere? Where like, exactly? No. Jesus Christ! Can't do that. Oh man, <laughs> uh, no. I my my um my mother uh didn't know much about it. She actually thought uh, um uh they were related to um uh, 
another culture films because um uh, I have relatives uh my aunt uh from Oman she got us into watching uh, stuff like that and then uh, there was one point my mom I got my mom into Korean dramas. Yeah, so yeah. she thought it was similar to that. I'm like, no, 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 no. Korean dramas are not the same as uh, yeah, no, 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 as Bollywood movies. No, 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 no. I still watch Korean dramas time to time. It's just there's one series I really wish I could go back to watching again because if it wasn't for that show, I would have not gotten my brother into uh, Hattori Hanzo. Um, yeah, yeah. For those the, the Hattori Hanzo stories, and I wouldn't have ever gotten my fam my mother into watching Iron Chef. Um, we watched the original Iron Chef back in the day of it with, like when we lived in California. Uh, we used to watch it as a family. Those and the Korean dramas. There was the only Korean drama I remember that was so bizarre. I think it was called War of the Roses. And um, like one of the, I remember one of the story arcs, one of the story parts in this was one of the uh, men who had a, a crush on a girl uh, was so upset that he that she was insulting him he runs out in the in the rain it's a thunderstorm outside he runs out to get himself killed and she's feeling so sympathetic she runs out to him to try to prevent him from committing suicide in the road yeah. <laughs> and then it turns out the guy was actually an a-hole I'm just like here we are thinking this guy was like he's like one of me and, you know he's changed his entire twists and turns yeah and it's twists and turns and it's so freaking crazy and I think by the end of the show the girl ends up having cancer and dies. Oh, jeez. And I'm just like, that's the end of the show? She dies in <laughs> cancer? That's it? That's terrible. That was just as bad as uh, the ending for Torchwood. So, I mean... I still haven't, I still haven't seen Mary you, you, You're so late on that, Mark. Ah. No, no, no. I'm <clears> not <throat> late because I know it's a piece of shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. First, second season is okay. Do not yes. watch the star seasons. Only already, stick, only stick I, with I the BBC. Everything up to Miracle Day. Okay, then you're good. Then you're good. Everything yeah. up to Miracle Day. Just do not watch Miracle Day. Miracle Day was they, a piece of shit. Yeah. Did they I, make more after that? No, but the people have been trying okay. to still petition for for it for more of it from every Miracle Day. The reason why I said this to you, I said the moment that uh Davies passed his story arcs to stars exactly. and BBC exactly. was done with it it got stupid yeah. uh that's why I said I'm like uh, if it stuck with the original uh, it would have been fine and everybody who was in part of the show was like we don't understand why it did happen but it was just uh, but yeah I don't want to go too much on that because Mahuvian side will just go crazy that's why everybody's right. telling me about because like for those out there who are, don't no don't yep. tell me about anything in the new seasons with Capaldi because I haven't watched past his first season yet. Here, here's the thing, I'm iffy on Capaldi, even though he's planning on leaving after this season. It's already yes. confirmed on that. Yeah, no, I knew that one. Yeah, but I am no, not. I've, but like it, I said, I, but, I, yeah. I, the first season was kind of eh. Yeah, and yeah. then the second one I heard was was crap and then I heard it, it or it got better or something. I heard I, it got better eventually. It it did get better eventually cuz people have to remember Capaldi was his his the doctor that inspired influenced him was mm. Tom Baker. He puts a lot yes. of Tom Baker into his 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 doctor. You can even hear it in the voice. He he does a really good Tom Baker impersonation, which is which is why I like about it. Um just like Tenet's doctor was Davidson, who is his father-in-law. Yeah, no, my problem, so, so my good. my problem is the spinoffs. 
This class series, I am not invested in. I am not interested in not one bit. I do not understand why this show needs to be existent. Because we had two other spinoffs before. We had Torchwood and we had the Sarah Jane Chronicles. We don't need another spinoff. That has nothing relevant to it. Class has no relevance to Doctor Who other than the fact of the classes and the school that takes place in the same universe as Doctor Who. That's it. And of course, the fact that Capaldi makes an appearance as the Doctor in several episodes. But it's not necessary. Sarah Jane Chronicles had more relevance because Sarah Jane was a big part of the companion story arc in Doctor Who. Having her own series was expected. Like, honestly... It was decent enough. Decent enough. Torchwood, same relevance. The fact of Captain Jack's his involvement in the series makes sense. Class has no part of that. It doesn't need to exist. That's my problem. Unless Class has any relevance with one of the companions in detail, whether it's Clara or or uh, Amy Pond at the time Smith and Capaldi was uh, is, is Doctor, we don't need it. We don't need it. That's my problem. I have nothing against the new companion, Bob. I have nothing yeah. against her. I, I can't speak on that person. But honestly, class was not needed. Class is not a relevance. And that's my only thing about it. Talk about class. Yes. Like, like, elaborate on that. Class is basically a spinoff that's another spinoff of of a Doctor Universe. And it's about a group of kids who find paranormal situations happening ah, to their school. It includes... and it, yeah, like. yeah, it, 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 it has the relevance. I haven't heard anything about it yet. Yeah, know. because the thing Past is, is this, so. yeah, the thing is, is the the story arc revolves around a group of kids who all yeah. see these paranormal uh, alien investigation things happening in their school that deals mm-hmm. with their student body and their faculty and deals with a lot of alien things. And of course, in the show, like most Doctor Who spinoffs, it does involve uh, appearance by the Doctor himself. In a few yeah. episodes, Capaldi is said to be in the season of the series. Uh, in a few episodes, he does appear in episodes, just like uh, Tennant and Smith appeared in uh, the Sarah Jane Chronicles. In a few mm-hmm. episodes, I believe Tennant and Tennant was in two episodes, and Smith was in one episode. Um, the only show that does not have the Doctor, the the character, uh, other uh, other than the Doctor, not in the show that was not uh, in there was uh, Torchwood. Um, Martha Jones appeared in Torchwood in frequent episodes, but none, yeah. but the doctors, none of the doctors appeared in Torchwood. Yeah. Because, of course, the first and second season took place between uh, Tenet and uh, uh, Eccleston's story arc of the mm-hmm. doctor's story. So, but yeah, uh, class is all it is is just... It's at the same school that the doctor yeah. usually goes to, so then stuff start connecting within that. It's no relevance, none at all. And I just, it, I personally yeah. just like. I and, wish they would actually do a proper, uh, freaking uh, crap. A spinoff. My my brain just exploded. Yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. Um, Captain Jack, Captain Jack Chronicles. That's what they need to do is make one that says Captain Jack Chronicles, where he goes. Across, you know, similar to do- you know the Doctor, but not so much in time. Mm-hmm. But he can go around in different places and 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 stop things like that instead but, of it being limited to just the Earth or things like that. Because that's just it's boring. Yeah. Like I love the Doctor for 
hey, look at these fantastic places. I really, really got pissed when they started doing the whole uh, the domestic approach, and they even used that in in the the series. And no, it's the domestic approach where, well, let's do all the thoughts and feelings and everything else instead of mm -hmm. sci-fi. They forgot how to sci-fi without adding bullshit. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, it, it pisses it, it, me off. Yeah, it gets ridiculous. It does get ridiculous. That's why I'm like, honestly, that's the only reason why Torchwood was interesting to me with Captain Jack involved in the show. But when yeah. it came to the point where like Jack was like exiting from the show for a while, it, it was half half and half but to be fair to be honest in some cases about it a story arc that just revolved around just jack and not the other members of torchwood would have been more interesting honestly yeah, because, and, and and you know and i'm pretty sure uh, um i'm pretty sure uh john borrowman would have loved to have done it i mean i'm happy for his success playing uh merle in in the arrow and dc tv universe i'm happy for him on that but i'm pretty sure he would have loved to do it cuz he loved playing Captain Jack, and he still gets a lot of appreciation from fans from Torchwood and Captain Jack. So it's understanding, and you know, from him playing that, and people have asked time to time. I'm pretty sure people have asked for a Torchwood ending just as much as people ask for more Firefly episodes. Oh yeah. I mean, like neck and neck. I'm just, it's just, it's just crazy on that. But um, but yeah. And don't even get me started with uh, Firefly. I'm, I've already no, said people... Dude, I'm there too. Don't you worry. I, 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 <laughs> I've, I've told people already before, I'm like, look, if they're saying they're done with it, they're done with it. Let it go. Just. But I do find it funny that two of the stars of Firefly are in Destiny, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Because um, Cade 6, of course, is Nathan, uh, Nathan Mal. Billion. And um, the Warlock leader is played actually by um, Gina Torres, who is Zoe. Zoe. Yeah. Uh, Mao's second in command. Yep. Yeah. She it's is... Tough. Yeah, Gina Torres plays the war leader of the Warlocks in Destiny. That's awesome. Which I said they haven't played Destiny either. <laughs> I know. That's what's so... Yeah, you need to get on that. So you can join my fire team, dude. You really need to get on that for the PlayStation... Um, but yeah, um, Cade Six. For those who are not familiar with it, like you, Mark, Cade Six is the leader of the uh, the Hunters because there's three different classes in Destiny: Hunters, Warlocks, and Titans. Titans are the Muscles, Warlocks are the Sorcerers, uh, Hunters mm -hmm. are the Gunslingers, the Bounty Hunters. Nice. Cade is the leader in charge of the Hunters. Which is Nathan Fillon's character, which is similar to Browncoats when you think about it. They are similar to Browncoats because Browncoats are hunters, bounty hunters, and uh, outlaws in some cases. They're just rebel outlaws. Yeah, um, I saw the preview for the new one. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the leader of the, the warlocks, uh, which leader of the warlocks is this? Uh, I forgot her name. Um, and she is played, but yeah, but uh, Gina Torres plays as the leader of the warlocks. Um, which is the sorcery, uh, sorcerers and such of it, the magic people. Um, and then, of course, the leader of the Titans, I believe his name is Zambar, I believe his name is, who is the um, this blue-faced looking dude. Um, I forgot the voice actor who plays him, but it's a very famous voice actor who plays his voice. Um, you know. Um, but yeah, the, but the main point is the fact that two of the characters of Destiny in a universe that could, Firefly could put itself into 
are play are two of the leaders of two different classes of, of guardians, which is the name for all the terminology for all the people that you play in the game. Uh, mm. uh, are played by two people who starred together in Firefly. I find it very, very coincidental. I'm like, so basically, two people from Firefly are basically in Destiny. I'm pretty sure one of the developers at Bungie is a Firefly fan. Because I'm yeah. pretty damn sure they're going to put... Uh, I'm pretty sure, and I'm hoping they do for the second, for Destiny 2, they get more people from Firefly involved in the game. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would because, be kind of funny if it would be like a like an unofficial Firefly kind of game. Yeah, yeah. Or they would put like relevance uh, uh, um, hints uh, or references of Firefly in uh, the Destiny universe. That would be kind of cool. Because mm -hmm. it's crazy enough that when I first found out about the game, and a lot of people are, I'm pretty sure, already put this two to two together. The fact that um, G. Carlo Esposito, the actor. Um, uh, who uh, is in the commercial for the launch of the game, the first game. Um, he's reading from the Jungle Book's uh, uh, excerpt from the Jungle Book, Leader of the Pack, and he actually played the voice of the Leader of the Pack, Mowgli's father, in the John Favreau Jungle Book adaptation, which features that same quote from the pack. Oh, so that's I, cool. Uh, I know, that's why I said. I find it very, very coincidental on that. I don't know if it was John Favreau who caught that on or if it was the people at Bungie who caught that on, but it's kind of weird on that case. Sort of meta in some cases. Mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, that that instance, in that case of it, I just I found it just, you know, awesome in the case of it. But yes, you do need to get on that too. No PC, uh, no Xbox. You need to get on PS4 with, with Destiny uh, before I... Uh, uh, start working on picking up my copy in September because I, I, I'm so going to be so invested in that game so much. I don't know how long I'm going to be off uh, Overwatch because right now I'm still still playing a little bit of uh, of um, Destiny, my, my first Destiny, only because there's a few missions I still need to finish and a few raids I need to finish, but I have to do them solo because I don't have a fire team. That's the only thing about yeah. Destiny that I really have issues with is if you make well, sure yeah, you, you need a team, otherwise you really you can't yes, yeah. You really need to make sure you secure a team. If you can secure a team that's with you at all times when you play, you'll be fine. If you end up yeah. going on there by yourself, gun blazing is is going to be randos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it, no, it's it's like Overwatch. It's like you gotta have somebody on your team. Overwatch, you can get lucky. Depending on who you're with, sometimes, and who's with. but most online anything. Mm -hmm. It, oh god, just it de it entirely depends on what the community is made of because a lot of the time, like I've gotten lucky. I've gotten lucky where I've seen some very very good teams, and I've seen some very very bad teams. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's ultimately I wish they would be better at the the matchmaking. Al algorithms because that shit is always broken for almost every single game I've ever heard of. <laughs> I don't know, man. That might be a PC thing because, you know, that same thing. No, no, no. Even <laughs> when I was playing Halo. <laughs> even when I was playing Halo 3 and Halo 4 on my Xbox, no. That shit was broken. Mm, mm. Shit was broken. <laughs> well, all I know is, um, you know, I, I that's Aside from algorithms, on that case of it, I I have to be careful on my PC gaming because, like I said, I've I've 
It, it, honestly, you know the game that really made me like very questionable about most games now now because of the case of it? No Man's yeah. Sky. Hey, okay. I still have it. I was one of the fools who pre-ordered it. Oh, uh, you poor now, fool, Mark. No, no, hold on. <laughs> no. They came back, and they actually fulfilled their promise. Mm. They had an update called the, the Progenator or whatever update, where they basically overhauled the entire system. I played it before it, and I played it after it. And after it, it actually puts a lot more emphasis on the things that you want. Because what you can do is you can actually recruit people. After the update, you can actually go on board the giant frigates and stuff to actually store shit. You can make a home base and transport back there. It's actually... Very, very cool. Okay, so... No I have more. not beaten it yet. In <laughs> thing. I know, I have a feeling of what it is. The internet sucks with ruining shit. I know, but... the internet, the animal glitchings, <laughs> uh, the instant crashing in Mist game. There was one point I oh, knew dude, some I guy, his fl ship floated off his freaking base in the planet. In yep. mid. Yep. Mid getting okay, materials. Guess, I'm like, how did that good. happen? Guess what I did? I literally fell through because my ship got stuck on an overhang to a cave, and so it got trapped underneath. Because you know how it's supposed to, you know, go up into its its specific range. Yeah. You know, you can only there's that buffer between you and the Earth or you and the planet, where. Uh, but it initiated that launch sequence but it moves slightly forward when it does so so i landed just in front of a cave it got stuck in there and when i went to get out i was essentially ejected underneath the map now i survived it took me like 50 fucking minutes but i survived because i had all my stuff and everything i'm like hell no mm. so i basically apparently underneath all uh the planets there's a layer of invisible water so i basically just kept swimming and shit and i was trying not to uh uh freeze to death because it was cold it was a cold planet i'm like you son of a bitch <laughs> and so what i did was i finally got to a point where i could see that it was relatively you know low on the map to, to that that water area so I, I tried to get up, but I couldn't. But then I threw one of my grenades down and blew myself back up on top of the map. I'm like, I f I f I'm alive! <laughs> so you basically used the grenade as a rocket. Yep. Okay. And then, But then, <laughs> here's where the, the fucked up part was, is that I needed to find a uh, an outpost or something else so I could actually call my, my ship to me. And so I had to walk the rest of the way to there and then called my ship to me. It took me another like 20 minutes. So it was like, oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, well... That was before the update, so I'm gonna guess that they fixed a lot of shit. I but, think, let me, let me let me see if I can't remember. Yeah, because I'm like... The update uh, was like 6, six or 8 gigabytes. Mm. Like, they overhauled it. Yeah. Now, I do not... I called this shit too. <laughs> I called this shit right after everybody was like, what the fuck is this shit? And I'm like, just wait, just wait. They released it so they wouldn't get lynched by their fans. Yeah, because so they're, they're, they they, 
Yeah, because they called him Scott the, the worst player the out there. Yeah. And they used the money and the time to actually be able to make the game what they wanted it to be. Because I've I've had pinches and deadlines like that shit before. It's not easy. So mm. what happens is that, like I said, they released it, a little bit half done, but then they didn't just take it and run. That's the part that, that I I have to, have to give them respect is that they didn't just take the money and and run they basically said okay we have what we need we now have the time to do it so that the people are off our backs because honestly what else were they going to do if you have a half finished product and you have to delay it even more you're going to lose people no matter what you do so essentially what you got to do is you got to cut your losses and be like we still need it so what you got to do is you got to be like, here, here's a game. It's not $60 worth of a game, but here's <laughs> a game. And, you know, we'll be working on it. I know a lot of people that have cut and run. And so, like I said, you got you to give them credit for that. You have to. Mm. So uh, I'm, I'm still giving it a chance because you can actually build bases and shit. It's still wonky. I mean, it's going to be with the, you know, a universe that big. But, you know. Yeah, I, I get you. I get you. It's just, I mean, like I said, from what I know, like the, all the features that was supposed to be in the game and such. and from Oh, what yeah, no, said, they, they advertised a completely different, different game. game. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was pissed because, you know, when they when they started showing all the amazing stuff you could do, like you could access the menus and things from your ship. Can't do that shit. Nope. What? Great. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's what I was like. When I heard about that, I was just like, Jesus Christ, man. I'm like, the moment that I heard, and then everybody's talking about the crashes and such, and the animal glitchings and everything, I'm just like, I'm glad I didn't invest in that. I'm kind of glad I didn't invest in it. Because that was just... (laughs) Animals are ridiculous. Oh, my God. I think I have a a couple pictures of them, but it's it's ridiculous. Some of the combinations that they had. Mm. (laughs) Like the... uh, you know the one where that's the dude playing the recorder of uh, the Jurassic Park theme, mm-hmm. and then it's got this this big like it looks like a bodybuilder that forgot to to do leg day. Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. Just this buff ass <laughs> dinosaur thing. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's oh, hilarious. Shit. That was great. Yeah, I I I I, I don't I don't blame you. Uh, <laughs> But um, but yeah, it's that's why I'm like it's stuff like but it's stuff like that is why I've been hesitant on on the case of it. That's why everybody's like, why were you so quick to just to, to do the pre-order? I'm like, because I already know they're on the job of it as soon as they had it. Because when the first game came out, they had mm-hmm. so many updates in the case of that, but they didn't lie about what was in the game. Right. The right, fact no, that I... they lied in the, some cases with No Man's Sky is so many from the multiplayer and everything. I'm just like. Okay, well, if the you're thing is that they might not have lied about it as long as they keep working on it. That's the thing that they have to keep doing. Mm. Because for me it's like, yeah, did I think honestly it was a case that they bit off too much cuz that's what they wanted to. That they wanted to make it that game but they didn't have the resources. Cuz honestly, it's like a what, a six-man crew that made this game. They're True. not some AAA company that has the endless resources. Give them a break. Yeah, that, I mean, I, that does that is a, that is some point I understanding. 
Right, they don't have the limited, you know, limitless resources of of every other triple A stuff. Yeah, true, true. I I I just feel like the fact of like but there's so much more skeptic in the case of on, on adding on that together that it's not going oh, to. You got to be wary because I've seen so many others mm-hmm. that have cut and run that it's just like you got to be careful. You got to be willing to do that. Yep, yep. So I uh like I said, that's why I like personally in some cases I I understood when uh, I saw that I was just like I'm not even gonna just get take a chance on that. So. But um, but yeah, I it, it's 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 games like that one. Like I have nothing against the independent guys who are just the small D teams who are doing that stuff on that. Just but they need to stay on the yeah. job when it comes to exactly to uh, fulfilling their engagement in the case of it. Because if you're not gonna, if you realize that case of it and then you put it out there, because because like even like um Mighty Number no. Nine when Mighty Number no. Nine came out in the next one, I uh-huh. pledged that game, Mark, and I regret it. I regret I know, it completely. I, I was like, "This was that, a disappointment." That was one of that was one of the instances where the fuck no. <laughs> and what made it worse is just that Infume just he just so like it's gonna crash cap, and I'm like, "No, we're not expecting this. This game is delayed for more than two three years. You have yeah, delayed buddy. this development for two to three years, and the and launching see, moment that happened, it's crashing like this." Yep, it, and see, that's what I think No Man's Sky was trying to prevent from delaying it for three more years mm-hmm. is that they wanted something that they could give the people even if it wasn't complete yeah no it sucks but guess what the rest of it is coming and you don't have to pay extra for it you don't have to pay extra for a dlc or bullshit no <laughs> no uh, this that's this true that's why i'm like uh, in some cases i partly understand <laughs> uh, but it's just i it's disappoints me when i that in that case of it but um, yeah. but when it but yeah but the cases like like even my number it's like that I I never experienced it before. But No Man's Sky was the second round. It's like well I already dealt with Mighty Number no. Nine with that situation. I'm already seeing what's going on with No Man's Sky. I'm very skeptical on that. So I'm not sure. So I don't know. Yeah. So that's why I'm like it's hesitant with that in the case of it. But like beer yeah, and company name. Be, it's good to be skeptical. But my, you know, another thing of my problems with it was that they weren't transparent like you need to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying that they were lying. They weren't exactly lying. They just weren't being very transparent. Yes. Yes. Because the publicity that like the publicity that went nine, with, it yeah. was the same thing. Because the publicity was really getting bigger. They were getting so much exposure to the oh, point they where had the hype train exploded. Yes. Except it was just man and like to see how that went down I'm like such a letdown and I've looked at so many failed attempts from people from their playing the game seeing how much time they crashed and I'm just like mm-hmm. uh and and had I not known about the updates that frequently yeah. been going on still within the game of it cause I'm like uh, and it's why like I'm hesitant on getting PC versions of certain games too cause like I was planning on getting Arkham Knight PC, the PC port for that one until I found out how much that one was turning really shitty. And well, I was it, just like... It, it all depends on what platform you're on, too, because I know that some of them play better on certain platforms uh, on your on your PC, and it depends on what kind of hardware you have, too. Yeah. You know, so it's... it's it's hard to say, especially because you you got to look at you know all the people that are saying that things have been crashing and this that, and the other. Look look at their specs, look at their rigs, look and see what they have because there's so many different ones. 
it might be that you know their their java is you know has a memory leak or something or you know a null exception is going on with that you don't know until you actually look truly look at it it might be something on there and not the game's end but yeah. but if you get so many people doing that then it's obviously not just the computer yeah yeah and i um you know in the case of um you know with uh those, those certain developers like that's why I'm hesitant when it comes to my PC development soon because like I said yeah. I, eventually I'm going to have to because like I said for stuff like Overwatch's case <laughs> yep. of it I'm going to have to well and, it's not only, not only that but it's a lot easier to be able to stream stuff and you know podcast that stuff if you want to do that also you know in addition to because yeah. for me my biggest thing that I love about the PC gaming and don't get me wrong exclusives and consoles are amazing I used to be a you know a definite PC gamer because I liked having it. I liked having specs on it that I didn't have to mess with. However, mm. it limited the amount of stuff I could do. Like, for instance, Minecraft. I love Minecraft. Vanilla Minecraft is good, and it's a very good game. My biggest thing that I love about it is its modular nature. It's mods and everything else that you can put on it. You can module, you know, you can put bits and pieces and packs and everything else onto it. You can't, you are limited by that on, you know, on your consoles, on the Xbox, everything like that. The, you know, there, you only have a specific amount of mods you can put on it. Mm-hmm. And the thing I love about PC is that it's limitless. You can literally put any mod on it. And I love that fact. You have such a realm to build. Essentially, you can build your own game in it. If you want zombies, you can have more zombies. If you want nuclear weapons, you can have nu- you can have nukes and everything in there. Of course, uh, Galactercraft is amazing because it involves you going to all the planets and you have to actually seal, you know, an oxygenated room and you have to do you know solar panels. It is super freaking cool to do Galactercraft. I know, it's I- so awesome. Yeah, I was actually reading about um, the developers for the Conan game are having are opening deep <laughs> kits for mods oh, out there nice. from that case of it. They're giving free range for that to make the more game experience. So I'm not knacking on that. That's what I said. People think I'm <laughs> anti PC. I'm no, not no, anti PC. No. I, know, I know it's it's a little <laughs> bit it's daunting at first because there's so much and that you know if something goes wrong, you got to be the one to fix it. You can't exactly. Just be like help exactly. me support. Exactly, so, and that's but, what. That's, yeah, but that's me what my, myself have I've had so much experience with dealing with the bullshit that I know what to look for most times, and I also have friends and and coworkers that like if shit goes wrong, I know who to ask if I don't know or I can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those where you gotta 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 keep some awesome friends. And be like, I need help. <laughs> if things go wrong, be like, I need so much help. Uh. Yeah, yeah. It's, if anything, I um, I feel like um, in some in some cases, when it comes to um, the PC games, in the case of it, I, I I still have a lot of research to to do on that case of it. When it comes to that, eventually, ladies and gentlemen, if they're watching, I I I will be getting into PC gaming. It's just console gaming is easier for me at the moment right now. But but. I'm not anti anti PC. It's just a lot to keep up with, in that sense about it. So that's that's my only thing when it comes to that. Um, but before we end this show today, because I think that's 
pretty much wraps up everything that we have on today. Um, just a few things I want to get out on the side mention about that. Um, if anything, um, aside from uh, Colossicon, um, I am in the next issue of Sour Magazines. So make sure you go check them out as well. Uh, you can follow them Instagram.com slash Sour Magazine. Check out their stuff. Most of my work has been featured with them. Um, uh, also, if anything, uh, make sure you guys check out my Instagram. I regularly on there and, ch and check out my works on the net. Um, I want to thank uh, also everyone who has been hosting our channel uh, for tonight's uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, G.I. Toes, Hollow Feast, Reno 2K, Miss Lady Lemon, Colby Plays, Nate1022, and my good friend Castile Fields, a.k.a. Casey Elder, who will be on the show in a future episode soon once we get everything set up with her. If you guys can, go check her Patreon out. Patreon.com class uh, slash Castile Fields. That's C-A-S-T-E-E-L-S-F-E-E-L-S. -E 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 check that out. Uh, she has a lot of prints, Polaroids, a lot of photos that she puts out videos behind the scenes work she's really great on there hopefully when she comes back to the states or when i run into her in the states again uh since she's an alberta i will be shooting with her soon we've already confirmed that and if you can don't forget to help her boyfriend jay out as well who is of course one half of filthy casual one of my favorite gaming cash uh, uh clothing lines you pretty should know about Filthy Casual because everyone from Jessica Negri to Meg Turney wears Filthy Casual. FilthyCasual.com, which is with all their cool stuff. I also wear some of their stuff as well. Big shout out to Filthy Casual. If you go to their website right now, they are having a spring sale right now, which is 20% off everything in the store from hats, shirts, uh, uh, ball hats, uh, jackets, tank shirts. And for the ladies, uh, tank top and sweater dresses exclusively for you ladies out there uh they also are having a liquidation on some of their older clothing works as well from their pokemon themed shirts to some of their most popular shirts like the bfg shirt uh inspired by doom uh pokemon casual trainer shirt uh and of course my favorite shirt the overwatch tee which i also own myself uh you can also check out their limited edition shirts from other places like the rooster teeth store uh with featured shirts from them with rooster teeth and kind of funny. Uh, definitely check them out as well. Go to filthycasual.com. Check out their stuff there. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram as well. Check out their stuff as well. Castile, I know, models a lot of their stuff as well. Um, shout outs to Case Castillo, uh, Jay, um, Mike, and Darshell Stevens, uh, the form team of Filthy Casual, who I got to meet at New York Comic Con. Hopefully, I'll be seeing them again, either at New York again soon, or if they come to. Uh, any of our Ohio conventions, hint, hint, if you can come to Colossicon, that would be awesome. Me jumping on that case of as well. I, I really do. I really hope they do because Darshell has family in Michigan, so I'm hoping that I can get them to come down here since Jessica is coming down here as well. So, uh, But thank you to everybody who's hosted the channel. Uh, shout out to my favorite team, uh, Team No Sleep, who also hosted my channel as well. Um, shouts to Stacy, Rebecca, uh, cosplay uh, for hopefully she'll be hopefully you'll be getting well soon, Missy. Um, also, my friend Ke uh, Candice with an X instead of an A. Uh, hopefully, I'll be seeing her as well soon. Um, and um, also, uh, thank you to my friend Jenna Kills. Uh, for those who don't know Jenna Kills, ooh, excuse me. For those Jenna Kills out there, and of course, shout out to Mama Masaki for uh, interrupting <laughs> our podcast earlier today. <laughs> 
for Start off the starting up with a bang with that. So with that being said of it, um, also, I think there's one other thing I also want to mention uh, in the case of it. Um, aside from Castile Fields pa Patreon, Darshell's Patreon, uh, there's also a Patreon that I really think you guys should support called Cos Culture Magazine, Cosplay Culture Magazine. Now, for those who don't know, this is a magazine that's independent, but it's a cosplay, it's a legit cosplay magazine that I think really needs to get published. They have a Patreon as well, patreon.com slash cosculture. I think we should give them some support too, because these guys... Their cosplay magazine has is really, really good, interesting detail. And I would love to publish my work with them as well for my cosplay photography. These guys really put a lot of detail into their cosplay work with some of the cosplayers and stuff. I think they've got a lot of people in there. Right now, they're trying to at least get up to 2,000 to put out an issue per year. But if they can reach up to 20,000, they could do... Of the milestone for 20,000, they could at least put out a monthly issue, which would be great, which will feature cultural features, interviews with cosplayers and such. And I really think they should come to ColossalCon as well. So I'm going to pimp them out. If you want to check out their work, you can check it in the link description. I'll put it in the link description below on my YouTube channel when this video goes up. Or I, you can check my Twitter page and put, and you can check them out too. I'll also link their uh, Patreon on Twitter as well. So I figured yeah, no. I just give them a shout out real quick because they their their magazine. I've checked out their magazine, their digital copies. They really are intricate with their stuff, and we need a cosplay magazine. The last cosplay culture magazine we have is barely even still in print. I believe only two uh, issues I know of, and it's Ivy Doom Kitty and Jessica Negri are on the covers. But the same people behind Word Up Magazine is responsible for this magazine, and it's barely gotten any updates since uh, Jessica's issues came out. And I really feel they, unless they can bring their, uh, uh, their website and their development team up to speed, we're not going to get a magazine for cosplay. We really need one. I mean, we don't have an anime magazine as much anymore since New Type is limited now only in Japan, since they no longer publish here in America. We really need a, a cosplay magazine here in the States. I really think that's it's a culture that's getting bigger now to the point yeah, where we're getting TV thing. shows and such like that. We yeah. really need one. So if you guys can, go go sign up for their Patreon. They got a lot of good rewards and such like that. So go check them out. Again, I'll give that links and if anything, below. Um, but that's it for today's episode. Thank you guys, Thank you guys you for everything. Mark, you got any last words, buddy? Yep, yep. If you guys need any props made, just you know, check me out, lead the way on Facebook. I uh, I might be rebranding soon. I was thinking about possibly taking it in a different direction that might incorporate incorporate my last name of Altimus, which I love my last name, so who knows <laughs> that might happen soon. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you, Yoku, and you know, hit us up. Let us know what you want to see in the next episodes because I only got so much brain power. <laughs> and, it's and fine things to think about. But, so, yeah, but thank you everybody for out there uh, for giving us the topics and stuff. If you got any topics that you guys think that should be on the show, make sure you send them to us through my Twitter page or through my Facebook page. Yoku, who is Yoku Masaki? I'll definitely check all my questions and everything there, or just send them to me uh, through Instagram or all my social media pages or email. You know where to find me on all my social media to find out on the case of it. Uh, with that being, st and also aside from that, um, aside aside from that, I may have a bonus episode later this week with one of my good friends who will be filling in for co-hosting with me tomorrow. But uh, it won't be out probably until 9 p.m. Same place, same time, right here on Twitch on Twitch 
or uh, you'll see it exclusively online through there. So with that being said, guys, thank you for watching today's episode. I will catch you guys next week or tomorrow. And as always, until then, later days. Stay nerdy.